0: Hello podnutsians welcome to the Makers episode 10. This is your host Author Geek. This is the podcast where we build, break, learn, all kinds of uh, 3D printing, CNCing, making, fabricating, destroying, exploding, smoldering everything in between. Um today uh tonight on the show we have uh Chad. How's everything on Chad? Have you done any uh
1: building, breaking or
0: learning this week?
1: Um <clears throat> Yeah, a lot of uh, everything, actually. Um, Hadn't ran ABS for a while. Forgot how to set it up to run it um, in my 3D printer. Um, Figured that out. Finally got some good prints out of it. So it's kind of been my week.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, We're also joined by uh, Rich this week. Hey, Rich, uh, have you done any building, breaking, or learning this week?
2: Uh, I learned that Delta delivers delivers every living thing to Atlanta and to Palm Beach an hour late uh so unfortunately no I, I did do uh somebody asked me to print him something and i I had a couple of print requests for some buddies and uh so I did print one thing send it out and I'm gonna be printing a couple other things for some buddies uh but nothing real because I've been out of town uh, on a contract
0: gotcha gotcha uh, we're also joined by James this week uh I know James you had a kind of insane at least like five or six straight days uh has it gotten any better have you had any chance to build break or learn on your own
3: yeah i've done some breaking uh i've done a lot of breaking Uh, a little bit of building but mostly breaking this week um tried learning how to do some vacuum forming unsuccessfully uh i've done a little bit of it in the past but not a whole lot so I used my router to machine a tool for a window for the PC case we're working on. Tried vacuum forming it and every one of them I got off of there shattered. And uh yeah, I cut the tip off of my finger. So there's some breaking there. Um stupid exacto knife accident. <laughs> it's healing up pretty nicely though. Um got the prototype done on the computer case I was working on. Um did a ton of 3D printing this week. Yeah, it was really crazy. Um Lots of making and lots of breaking, and then the uh, past few days I've taken off, though. So haven't done much for the past couple of days. Um, yeah, I kept the printer running pretty much 24-7 uh, after I talked to you guys the last time, uh, probably for the next five days. So, yeah, all told, I think I've gone through uh, four spools of filament <laughs> in the past two weeks.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I'll tell you the best thing about a, a, a exacto knife is it's really sharp. The worst thing about a egg exacto knife is it's really sharp.
3: Yep. <laughs> yep. Just sliced it right off. Like as I was doing it, I was uh trying to get the raft off the bottom of a print and I was tired and it was late. And, uh, actually no, it wasn't that late. I was just tired because I slept like three hours the night before, yeah. but, um, and as I'm doing it, I'm like, I shouldn't really be cutting this way, you know, cutting towards my finger. I, ah, just this one cut real quick, and next thing I know, like, there goes the tip of my finger. <laughs> it's healed up pretty nice. I mean, it was a really clean cut. I was glad it was like a nice new blade. I mean, it hurt, but it could have been a whole lot worse. Took a, the corner of the fingernail off with it, too. So, yeah, that was fun. I uh, I did that to a thumb years ago, and it's still kind of numb. So, we'll, we'll see. But it's healed up. It bled for like a day and a half, but that's doing all right now.
0: 3D print came out pretty good. <laughs> well that's good. That's good. Uh we're also joined by um uh Jonas. Uh hey Jonas, did you build, break, or learn this
4: week? I did. I built a couple of things and I did break something, one of my little USB chargers, but then I fixed it. So everything good there.
0: Very cool, very cool. Yeah, I have at least two extra batteries that I keep telling myself I'm going to build a little personalized battery charger for it. And the whole reason is, is why not? You know, I have the batteries. It's not complicated. It's literally I just need one or two wires, one board, maybe two boards connected together, and bang, I'm done.
4: Yeah, eBay is your friend. Roger,
0: Roger. Uh, we're also joined by Liam. Hey, hey, Liam. Has you? Uh, have you had any fun this week building, breaking, or learning? I've definitely had some fun this week
5: I don't think I've broken anything like really broken anything i I've, I've had some failures for sure um I've been building some things uh working on a on, on a hammer that seems to be really popular um <laughs> definitely learned <laughs> learned some stuff um that i'll I'll talk about a little bit later i suppose uh what what have you broken or learned or built this week door?
0: Um, I the only thing I've broken is post print. There, there's gonna be a link in the notes to a slim wallet. Um, this guy has posted at least a couple versions of this uh slim wallet uh in multiple places, not just Thingiverse, but also um I want to say myminifactory.com uh, amongst other sites, and every single one I printed. As I'm trying to put it together, I literally like start to get it together and then I hear click and a piece goes flying like, you know, 200 miles an hour over my shoulder kind of thing. So I think I've learned via breaking some things I really should go out of my way and get a more flexible filament and not just print everything and not just expect to be able to print everything in PLA. Um, Liam did dig through his uh, links. It's, uh, Pentland Designs is his, uh, you know, um, um, uh, a a account name, and Liam was able to find one on his um, uh, repo of slim wallets that would print all together, all pre assembled, and I did print that one, and it did seem like it it came out just fine. Uh, the downside is it only holds five cards, wish it held a couple more, but for right now I am using that as a daily driver.
5: Well, not to, uh, I don't know, tell you how to print or anything, but can't you load it up in your slicer and just adjust the X or the Y to make it thicker to hold more cards?
0: Well, te- technically, yes, but also technically, uh, down inside of it, there's a certain number of teeth that are there that is supposed to support one card a piece and... In his previous designs, when you had a a two card, a five card, a 10 card, it would have that same number of teeth down inside. So when you pivot it and the cards come popping out the top, they come out in a staggered format. uh, So they're all like lined up. And right now, you know, it's only meant for five cards. So I can, it just won't be as pretty as can be when you expand the actual wallet. Gotcha. Yeah, I I just kind of
5: I didn't really look at the thing the way it goes together. I just kind of read the the info, so I didn't know it had the little different slots. So yeah, you could probably scale it up in hundred percent anyways, maybe get it to work.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the exact logic. If I go up to two hundred percent. Each slot then should be able to perfectly hold two cards and then I should be able to hold 10 cards. But then I have to literally open up the wallet, count out, and do I really have 10 cards? And then then here's the thing I like about slim wallets in general. They literally make you take an inventory on what you carry around and ask yourself, do you really need to carry that around or not? Because, you know, maybe that Blockbuster card, you don't need to carry around anymore. I mean, there is still one Blockbuster open. Uh, there are A couple in Alaska
1: or something. Where? I need to know where.
3: They're still around Alaska, I heard, because like so many people don't have internet.
0: <laughs> well, Chad, I'm sure you can get to one, but I'm also sure it would involve a lot of walking.
1: <laughs> I'm in. Um the
0: learning thing, uh, we now have tried to print at least three times a uh tray holder C clamp. For the final part of the light box to hold the USB, the modular USB adapter and the basically portable USB battery pack that I want to connect to it um, for the lights. And it's literally failed like five times, but it's always to me in a weird spot, not it's like in the middle of something is where it's failed. So as soon as this shows over, I'm going to try to print it again and see if I can get it to uh, come out correctly. Okay. Um, really not much more learning. I did sit down with my son again. Uh, I'm teaching him both at the same time how to use a computer desktop because, you know, he's just a phone guy kind of thing. And he really, it's very painfully obvious. Like he doesn't even completely understand that the operating system on his phone has a notification tray where notifications come in or what a notification is and why a notification is kind of thing. So I've been teaching him about how to just use basic stuff on the computer at the same time as talking to him about more designs we can do that he can put on Etsy and sell. So we are moving forward with that very, very slowly is what I'll say. Um, and the actual first topic we have here is uh, Liam talking about a extreme glue stick. What? Yeah.
5: So, um, Everybody's familiar with purple glue stick. If you're not, uh, hello, 3D printing, purple glue stick. Um, I saw somebody post up recently about um, extreme glue stick. I say recently. It was last month or month before, perhaps, and mentioned they used it for nylon. Um, I got an order in that I needed to print some nylon for, and I decided I was going to give it a try. Went over to the Tallman page, and they suggested... 45 c i run mine five degrees hotter just because i've got a huge separation between the the bow and my heat bed and the glass that's actually on there so i printed it at 50 with a layer of that and wow just the best best adhesion i've had on a bed with uh nylon as of yet it doesn't clean off as easily or as well as the purple glue stick but it just worked absolutely wonderfully um you gotta clean it
3: with extreme soap (laughs) yeah you
5: gotta
0: use extreme glass cleaner with it Gotcha, gotcha. Now, nylon is one of the most flexible n- n- materials. Maybe um,
5: I, it's more flexible. the The bigger thing with it is it's very impact resistant. Um, it tolerates temperatures really well. Um, I mean, it's it's what we need our strings made out of. So if that tells you anything, it's 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 pretty durable. It's got a good tensile strength. Um, it's it's more flexible than maybe you want for a lot of stuff, but. You know the the job dictates the uh, the tool.
4: It's got long um, lengthwise strength. So if you print something in a certain direction, it's usually stronger in that direction.
3: Yeah, the layers don't like to bond together with it too well if it's not being run real hot. But yeah, it's got a real good like strength along the layers. That's freaking tough. Yeah, you're definitely not going to get it to
5: shatter. It'll it'll elongate and deform and stretch and everything. But you're not going to get to shatter like PETG or uh, PLA would.
1: But it's not considered a flexible material.
3: No, it's not
5: like TPU no,
1: or
3: something. Not. It's just considered like a tough material.
1: That's what I was concerned about. It's, it's, it's still a structural material, not really a flexible material. It's just got a little give to it.
5: Yeah. yeah. And it's definitely softer than... Uh, pet pla abs um it's probably between the the softer abs and the really really hard flexibles like the semi-flexes as far as kind of how much tooth dig you're going to get on the stuff
0: gotcha gotcha and i and and i'm thinking i'm going to need the more more flexible that's just to me that's just like the scale i'm going on like pla to me seems utterly not flexible and I think I'm going to need to go on more flexible. Like, for instance, with the, some of the wallets I've seen I can print, they also have money clips. And my logic is the money clip is something that needs to have a little bit of flexing and bowing in it.
3: Nylon would be good for something like that, yeah. Yeah,
1: because then you'd still have the structural stability, but a little bit of give.
4: I, yeah, I, and I, a perpendicular, not flat, so it has the strength. Yeah. Um,
5: I, I, think, I think nylon would have too much give without it being overly thick anyways for a money clip Um, I'd probably go pet for a money clip myself Um, the other nice thing about nylon is it it kind of it has a lubricity to it so it's really good for gears and part-to-part contact
1: well what you got to think about is a money clip generally would be steel right Um, and it would be spring steel which is very strong but has a memory you know, and it, it it's it's uh, springiness. So you don't want to go with something super flexible because it won't spring back to where it's supposed to be.
3: Yeah, it's got to, like, hold its shape. The nylon does
1: tend to creep after a while. I wonder if that would wear it out after, you know, a
4: couple months. Sounds like a test coming on.
1: And that depends how much money Doris is carrying in his wallet, too. Uh, no money. i I have no
0: money. I carry pieces of plastic. Uh, and it, And see, you guys. I think we're right. I think looking at what I think was his first posting of this wallet, Pentland Designs again over at My Mini Factory. He mentions that I believe in his original print of this, his idea was you start printing it and then you cease and then you swap out filament and it was a combination of PLA. And TPU, and I don't think I've ever heard before. You guys just mentioned it, and this posting TPU as being a printable filament.
1: Oh, uh, I've printed. I, I have multiple phone cases. I printed um, uh, lots of stuff. Uh, wheels, um, different things with TPU. It's a very flexible. Um, it's almost like rubber. It's like a little harder than rubber. It's 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 a really nice material. Once you figure out how to print it. It's, yeah. It's kind of like tire rubber or something.
3: Yeah. It's a little kind of tricky. A print. Deal.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, uh, was there any more things you wanted to talk about there, Liam?
5: Well, I've got a couple other things here. Um, here's a, a quick tip for you. If you, if you got a machine that you're, you're going to be changing wiring on a bot, um, Scotch locks, uh, at least that's what we've always called them. Uh, it's a a simple way of attaching different wires together electrically um without having to solder or use wire nuts or something like that there is no stripping of the the the, the wires um you can get them in a a two connector three connector variety they they can be removed pretty easily um
4: isn't that what they used to use on the um old telephone lines back in the 60s they just clip that stuff together. There's a little Vaseline inside the capsule, and you clip it together so they're waterproof. And you kind of bend them in a loop so you get a, a drip loop.
5: Yeah, you got a dielectric gel in there. We we used them same thing in the cable for for the phone installations and stuff, uh, attaching to existing wiring that kind of thing. Um, I've started using them for 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 wiring up fans and uh, other low voltage items. To the printer, just because it's it's simple, it's quick. Yeah, they are, I mean, they're they're permanent if you leave them there, but they're easily removed.
1: Yeah, but how is the quality after a while?
5: I mean, there's 40 year old installations with those things in the walls. People still running them on pots.
1: I've just never been impressed with those things.
2: Pots for the uninitiated is plain old telephone service.
1: I was wondering what he was talking about.
0: I had no clue. <laughs> yeah, it's the old copper wires in the phone system kind of thing. Um, I honestly n- never kn- – I'll say this. It's one of those things I never knew had a, had a name. Liam posted a link to one of them in the, the um, boxer chat we had going during the week. And then I do remember seeing them in places. I can never remember exactly where, but I want to say it was in old infrastructure is what I'm thinking.
4: It's basically the old quick connect when they, you know, you change phone service from one person to another, you add a phone line, that's how they added stuff on to your house in the basement or wherever. So they, you know, clip it on, don't have to worry about it again forever.
5: Yeah, they beat the hell out of wire nuts for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. So uh, my A-Net, I would had some issues with the, getting the, uh, wasn't the bed level, but it was the, getting the, the right height, the the Z offset. And uh, I kind of fought it for a little while and tried this and tried that. And finally, I kind of sat back and and let it go through the routine and glanced over it while I wasn't right up against it, just hovering. And uh, taking that step back, I, I noticed <laughs> that when it was going through the auto level or the, the mesh leveling process, the, uh, the capacitive probe was hanging off the edge of the glass. It wasn't off the edge of the bed, but it was off the edge of the, the glass. I mean, there was another five millimeters around the, the glass on all sides, but it was hanging off just enough that that sensor um, was giving me an offset that wasn't correct. So uh, sometimes it's nice to just take a step back and look at the little, the bigger picture instead of getting real focused in on uh, when you're having troubles, for sure.
0: Gotcha. I, I don't think I completely understand where this is, what you're talking about, but just because you say Z now, I know it's like a vertical thing. Uh, the X, Y, the Z, the Z is the big part uh, is the arm going up and down. And it was a probe. I'm guessing the probe is to do the bed leveling or auto bed leveling.
5: Yeah. It's a capacitive sensor. It's a 18 millimeter round sensor. It detects what's in front of it. Um, so it's, it's detecting the bed. Well, it didn't have where, where it was trying to detect at it and have full coverage. Of the single surface there were two surfaces so there was the glass and then below the glass you know three and a half millimeters whatever was the actual um <laughs> the the bed as the thing walked back and forth across it doing the uh the mesh leveling it it's taking different measurements and for the measurements on the uh the zero measurement of the x each one of those was picking up the glass and the bed below it and so I'm sure the the mathing math of that was where I was getting some problems, and it was trying to go below the bed.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I get it, and I think I I I could see how that would definitely cause a problem. I mean, I can but walk you through it again, Dor. You can, but I don't think you have to. I mean, uh, Christopher Walken's a great actor, but I don't think we need to go through him again. Um, don't know if you had anything else to talk about there, Liam, about uh labeling your cables.
5: Yeah, let me walk you through that real quick. So, uh, I had a guy come walk through my door this this morning. Uh, one of my neighbors, about uh, four units down, he walked on over to. He, actually, he came in last week too. His phone wasn't charging right, and he said, "Hey, can you take a look at this?" I said, "Sure." He left it with me. All I did literally was plug it into my charger, and it, uh, and it, you know, it charged. Shocker, right? So I said, "Go get yourself a new charger." Well. He comes in today, walks through the door, sets the phone down. Um, he he brought he brings me a, a LG phone, sets down a Samsung charger and cable, and says, "This is what they this is what came with it from AT and T." I said, "Ah, no, no, there's definitely not something right here." So again, I, I plugged it into my charger, and it just charged right up. But during that process, I uh, I, I walked over to my table and where the printer is is where all my chargers are. And I'd forgot that I had allocated one of those to the um to the octoprint and I unplugged it to plug it into the good charger. And yeah, that, that stopped to print. I was not very happy about that.
0: Not at all. Did you ask him to then walk out of your shop?
5: Nah, nah. I, I, he didn't even notice. But yeah, that that kinda sucked. It is what it
3: is, so maybe label your cables.
2: I, to to I did the same
3: thing that. right before the show i turned the power off on a on my 3d printer i turned off a power strip forgetting that's the one the printer was in and i'm walking off and i realized you know i don't hear the printer so i walk back <laughs> I'm like, oh, whoops <laughs> i think i've been printing like four hours just ruined it all i had to calm down and go take a walk <laughs> but yeah i totally just flipped the flip the um the you know the switch off on
0: the uh the power strip without thinking about it. Like... Yeah, I keep telling my kid we're going to get a cheap label maker to start label things. And I want to say I did see one on maybe it was mono price. It was like five bucks. It was a really super cheap label label maker. I'm going to have to get one sooner or later uh, to help him identify things that are going on.
2: My wife is walking around the house with a label maker, putting labels on everything. And, and the best is power supplies like for laptops because now I know what the heck t- plugs into what my problem
3: is I went on like a label maker binge when my daughter got one and I was like oh I'll label all the cables because I got you know 50,000 peripherals coming out of my computer and it's like monitor cables and all this and it's like I, if I unplug something I don't know what I'm plugging or anything like that I labeled it all it was all really organized for a few months and then it's like oh I need this cable over here oh uh, actually I could use this cable on this so now we got like cables all over the house plugged into things that they're totally like not labeled for like at all it's like oh this hdmi cable Oh, is that you know it's on the back of the tv and it's like monitor number three and yeah i try to get organized but it never works
2: out See, that's why you label the cable. i was just thinking about that uh myself and my network here is you label them you know like a b c you don't label them for what they're doing yeah that
3: sounds too smart i can't do that
2: and the cable's always useful
3: I, yeah,
5: I, I would go the lazy route and just label the important ones. Because if you label them all, eventually you just start ignoring the labels.
2: Well, if you want to know if two ends are the same without walking around trying to pull them all out.
5: <laughs> yeah, A and B sounds good. So I did solve an issue with my uh, CR-10. I had mentioned that it was printing in midair. Um, I would moved it out in the garage and sent off a, a long print to it. And... uh Got a print done notification from mock to Octoprint. Uh, logged in, looked at it, and uh, it, it it only printed about a third, maybe half of the print. So I thought, well, yeah, I mean, it is awful hot in the garage. It's, it's over 100 during the day in there. And uh, I had recently changed the cold end fans. I thought maybe it's some heat creep. So I packed it up, brought it to the office with me, and uh, did some printing there. Same thing happened. Well, yeah, it shouldn't be that because, I mean, I keep it... I, I keep it 70, 76, 77 in the, in the office. I like it a little warmer than most people, but it shouldn't be affecting the printer. Um, so this is kind of two-in-one. I didn't know if it was grinding and then heat creep, or heat, was it was, was it heat creep and then it was causing the grinding, or was it grinding and then it just stopped printing and it looked like heat creep? Um, and that kind of brings me to next, my next one. Um, if you're going to be troubleshooting something, bring it somewhere that's comfortable to deal with. Don't. You don't want to be out in that 100 degree garage trying to figure this thing out and troubleshoot it while uh, you're uncomfortable and angry because it's not working. Just just get things in an area where, where you're not going to get upset with it and can take the time to actually troubleshoot it. It ended up just being a uh, that uh, there's the injection molded yellow piece. It's, it's not the greatest extruder lever. Um, it definitely needs to be adjusted a little bit. So I've got one I'm going to change it over to but all i ended up doing was tightening it down some and putting a little extra pressure in there to get it to grab a little bit better but yeah uh, just troubleshooting little things this week has kind of been the mantra it seems
0: well i'll say it's really good that you figured it out um when you were describing heat creep and grinding liam in the boxer chat i literally had no freaking clue of what you were talking about like half printing what do you mean half printing how can something be half printed now the way you describe it i get it um and i don't know how i don't know if i could have figured it out i'll say in a quick fashion i think that would have taken me a while i it wasn't quick i mean
5: i let it sit in the garage for a couple of days just going i don't want to deal with this right now um because i would special ordered a nice quiet fan for it and i thought man it's heat creeping i'm gonna have to replace that fan i just replaced so it definitely wasn't well i, I guess the solution once i started troubleshooting came quickly but yeah, I didn't get to it quickly. I kind of let it sit. Um, and I, I guess I should have explained in the chat because heat he creep and grind and sounds like something you do at a club.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had an issue with my printer a couple months ago uh, and couldn't figure it out and couldn't figure it out and couldn't uh, figure it out. And I finally, I walked away from it for like three weeks. I just, I would get frustrated every time I touched it. Finally figured it out. I used the printers at the Makerspace instead when I had to print stuff. You know, but uh yeah, when I was uh messing with the electronics, I just I guess I must uh uh bump one of the potentiometers on a driver or something because my Z axis just kept skipping for no reason and losing steps. And I was just like, what the hell's going on with this? And I messed with it for two, three days, finally just lost my temper and was like, Yeah, I gotta walk away from it until I can you know like think clearly because I'm just getting frustrated. A couple weeks later, I walked back, figured it out in like two minutes.
5: I uh, you, you know, that's the way it is with any job or hobby or thing you spend a lot of time with. Sometimes you just, you got to take a break and, and step
0: back and
5: uh, just let it be for a minute. Do something else.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's best just to walk away. But yeah, I'll say it, at work, 90% of the time when I solve something, figure out what's going wrong with the code or how to, the proper way to handle some kind of event it's when i'm walking away from my desk to lunch or back from lunch kind of thing it rarely happens when i'm sitting at my desk i
2: I usually take a walk around my property when i'm you know trying to work something out
0: very cool very cool um i think uh liam your topics are uh all walked out yeah i think that's it Okay. Um, I kind of hinted about the slim wallet thing. Uh, here's the logic. I love being able to print something that then turns into something I can literally carry in my pocket and like somebody sees it kind of thing. Um, so I'm going to keep looking at these wallets, see if I can print any more of these kind of things, see if I can find one that, you know, suits better, fits better, works better kind of thing. But I think I'm going to probably have to get into more flexible filaments in order to get really have it, uh, like, literally not crack in my pocket under any kind of duress or stress, like if I'm, you know, walking around or anything. Um, but I also just, you know, want to look at other the things. Uh, Liam also sent me a link, I'm going to make sure it's in the note, to, to a, I uh, believe it's pronounced, can... Can't a lever, um, and, and like I, I always have one of these at least connected to a backpack of mine, and I always have something hanging off it, whether it be a thermos of water or even just like a small carabiner. Carabiner, thank you, carabiner, um, uh, for like lunch or whatever. Um, and, and I I like having something visibly showing that represents, you know, I at least own a three D printer and I'm trying to do more printing.
4: Yeah, those are neat. I I downloaded that. I need to print some. That'll be cool.
5: Yeah, I've printed out probably two dozen of those now. Um, had some old filament that I know wasn't ever really going to use for anything, and just burned through it with those. Um, what does anybody have anything in their "quote unquote" everyday carry that they walk around with that's printed?
1: Yeah, my uh, phone case is printed, and I use that every day.
2: I take my microphone and microphone stand with me uh, when I'm consulting, so I can you know do podcast.
3: Uh, I don't carry anything around printed, but all kinds of stuff
0: in my shop and everything,
3: you know, stuff I use every day, I've printed.
0: Have the wallet, but I really want to have more. I've uh, I
5: carry around. Well, I got the fidget spinner. It calm down, people. It's it's a tool. <laughs> it just happens to also be a fidget spinner. And then on my keychain, I've got a. Uh, oh God, what what do you even call them? You run a rope through it so you can. uh Tighten the rope for like a tie down, like a tent, that kind of thing. And then I have a secondary uh, um, screwdriver tool on there as well. I think that's all I carry around, other than the carabiner on my backpack.
3: How do the 3D printed carabiners hold up? Because I was going to print some, but I was afraid they'd break.
5: Oh, for everyday use, they're they're great. I mean, obviously, you're not going to climb in with it without getting onto that marked forge and using something like that. I, that would be. Oh, I'll we'll nice. try that. Yeah, that would, that would be really nice with that continuous fiber. Um, definitely, the weak point on it is the separation. It wants to open up, but I, you know, for a uh, a water bottle or keys and stuff like that, it's no big deal. Potted plants, whatever, you, you can hang stuff from them. Just nothing important, important.
3: I'll have to print some up. Actually, I might try printing some up on the Mark Forge with carbon in them and seeing if they like, seeing if we hang from one or something. I mean, even these that I printed out of the
5: PLA plus a pair of them, I could pick my son up with one in each hand, just lift them
3: up.
1: If you're gonna do the hang from it thing, live stream it, and I'll watch
0: I'll for sure. Watch. All right, yeah, I'll do that totally. <laughs> so, um, here's the question I'll throw out there. I know there's different types of fle- uh, flexible material, more flexible, less flexible kind of thing. I don't need something that's crazy flexible, but I'm thinking I'm going to have to go a little bit more f- flexible, less rigid is what I'm going to say, less rigid. Um, uh, for like the pieces of the wallets, for like um, money clips and other things like that. So what I want to ask you guys is, what material filament do you think I should shoot for? And is there extra... Things I have to worry about while printing it, like be more uh, narrow band of temperature. Is acceptable? It might be harder to get to stick on the bed, stuff like that. I personally,
5: I would say just order some and, and futz about with it, Um, blow through some nasty prints and kind of dial it in for you. Probably just a cheap old TPU. So you can get something that's actually flexible, like very flexible um i would i would suggest using some pet PETG. um it's flexible until it's suddenly not and then it shatters uh, i I think PETG is probably your best bet for the money clip personally that's that's how i would do it um nylon might be good um nylon's very particular in printing it's probably worse than abs yeah, in, it's in some hard instances to print. anyway
1: and if he doesn't have an all metal hot end he isn't going to be able to get to the temperatures to print it so
5: well you're going to get there it's just not going to last very long um, I'm printing mine at 265 the CR10 maxes out in the firmware at 260 um, it would probably hold together but it's going to blow through the uh, PTFE tube pretty quick
1: and when is that Teflon tube or is that what PTFE is, is Teflon, yeah. That's Teflon. So you got to remember Teflon's toxic when it melts, when it's off gassing.
3: Yeah, that's true. Just take a walk when it starts smoking. Yes, remove
5: the bird from the room when you're.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, don't leave it.
1: your canary near
5: your 3D printer. <laughs> be fine. On fire. Right, Richard?
1: But if he was to do that outer case, the outer part of it, in a TPU you know like a super flexible like a ninja flex or tpu uh material that would probably you know you gotta watch for shrinkage though because tpu shrinks a lot it it does shrink so when you get into the more uh complex materials you've gotta watch out for other things than just whether it's bonding or not you gotta watch for the shrinkage droopage other things
5: yeah, I think PETG
1: is
3: probably a good starting point, but you're probably going to have to play around with it. Gotcha,
0: gotcha. Yeah, and I don't mind having to do that I, I, at all. And honestly, I ain't going to say, I, gonna try I never even thought about shrinkage, but it makes sense. If something is more flexible, then I can picture when it's cooling down, because my PLA, I swear, from time it prints to when it's cold temperature, it, the size of it is indistinguishable, like there is no change at all
1: yeah tpu or tpu shrinks a lot ABS shrinks a lot a lot of the other materials they shrink a lot but uh pla has got one of the lowest shrinkage as it cools it doesn't shrink very much so that's why it tends to be the easiest to print with gotcha gotcha
0: um so i'm gonna hopefully be able to play with that here soon enough i don't know um hopefully the and my son has gone through the, the roller coaster of you know being really excited and then not being really excited about it uh i think he's now getting back into wanting to do the etsy shopping again so i'm really hoping the light box is going to be finished this week i don't want to finish it myself i want him to be able to finish it so he can say that he made it i want him to have his own individual a um a um, accomplishments and i don't want to You know, I don't want to seem impatient and like, I'm not going to let him do it kind of thing, but I'm also trying to make sure he has reasons to do it. So uh, I'm really hoping by next show it is, it will be completely done. Um, Chad, you want to talk about uh, some more laser stuff?
1: Well, if you'll let me, I guess. Um, uh, So I kind of decided on what upgrade I'm going to do to the laser. I'm, I've got, I've got all the stuff to do the Arduino upgrade, so that's what I'm going to do, but there's been a few issues with it. I've been looking for the latest upgrades, while the latest thing I've found is like a year and a half ago is the latest anybody's done anything with these lasers, you know, but they do have everything's coming out of the market, turning your 3D printer into a laser with the diode lasers and stuff. So I'm looking into um, maybe altering. Maybe I just got to do it myself and do some altering, taking some of the old code and fixing up some of this new stuff it still works with the new Marlin firmware and stuff because <clears throat> the firmware I found that actually works so far, right? I haven't really test fired it yet, but it at least works on the Arduino um, is you got to use one Arduino IDE IDE 1.05 and they're like at 1.806 or something like that right now. So it's, it's back there a ways. You know, I think it was like 2014 is when they, uh, last updated this firmware. So, um, I see. I'm going, so I'm looking into some newer stuff and seeing what's going on, but that's kind of what I'm going with. Um, and I'm having difficulties finding newer versions of it. Um, that K40 laser has been out for a long time. And it's, uh just seems to... And Richard leaves again during my... <laughs> seems like he can never put up with me talking. I
0: don't know. Well, we should yeah. probably have you talk first next time.
1: Oh. oh, Liam, come on. All right, I'm walking out of this one
0: coincidence pure coincidence further
5: testing is needed
0: yeah so it's just anecdotal so far
1: no but that's kind of what i've been doing this week that's my studies this week besides my big old blob my big old uh blob on my printer when i came home from work walk into the shop and what do you see a big old blob you know it's always fun Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was almost near disgusting looking.
5: Did it gum it all up, or was it easy to get rid of? Did it get all up in your fan?
1: Oh yeah, well, it took my fan, my uh, cooling fan duct off. I had to take that and reprint that, but no, it popped right off the uh, right off the hot end and didn't ruin anything on the hot end, which was nice. I've had ones where I've had to actually get a heat gun. And heat it up so that I don't ruin anything by taking it off. And uh, No, it came off very nice. But it did look disgusting.
5: (laughs) It did look like... It was horrible. Yeah, it looked bad. We won't describe it here.
1: Just walk away. When you see something like that, just walk away.
5: Did, Did you end up cutting it up to see what it looked like on the inside?
1: I did take a few slices into it so that I could get my fan shroud out of there so that I could actually I had thrown away just the day before I had thrown away all my other printed uh fan shrouds, you know, the uh, fan ducts. So I had no fan ducts so I couldn't really print anything without a fan duck and have it can hardly even print a fan duct without a fan duck and making it decent. So I had to cut it out of there and I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna cut right through this And it was a true 100% infill. That is the best infill I've ever seen.
3: Yeah, I had one of those stick to my hot end, a big glob like that, and I just pulled it off without warming it up or anything and tore a big chunk out of the silicone-like boot that goes around the hot end. Just destroyed it.
1: No, mine was just sitting there, and I just kind of... It actually fell out like a... Wow, like the tooth fairy, tooth fairy came to grab it out of there. and just fell right out. That was no problem. Didn't hurt my hot end at all. Of course, my fan shroud was... My, my fan duct was all encapsulated in it. It was nice. But yeah, it just fed... It basically must have gotten stuck, the the part. And just it kept feeding plastic into plastic and just created this bubbly it looked like dog doo-doo on your in your front yard it was horrible gotcha
0: gotcha um okay well the next thing jenis wants to talk about first off i gotta say really quick the 3d pen thing um i ordered mine friday night as we were doing the show it's now the following friday i still don't have my damn 3d pen
1: yeah i don't either
5: he got his like the next day but he just went over and picked it up
1: Oh, is that what happened? He just went and picked it up?
4: Amazon Prime.
0: Well, That's where I got my daughters, on Amazon Prime. Well, Brett ordered his from Monoprice. His got delivered the same day mine said it would be shipping. And it said it shipped and I don't have any tracking number and ain't nothing in my mailbox still and I keep waiting for it to come and I even stupidly said to my son, son, I'm Something is coming in the next couple of days that you asked for, that you begged for, that you said you wanted, and it's going to be coming in soon, but I wouldn't tell him what it was. So he's now combination excited and really upset that it still doesn't come. He's, 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 he's now admitted he thinks I'm messing with him and there's actually nothing coming. So thanks, Mono price for making me a horrible dad. Thanks, Mono price.
1: I will tell you that the 3d pen is way cooler in theory than it actually is. It works. It does what it, you know, it'll fill in some gaps or whatever. But watch those videos or the the promotional videos where they build the Eiffel Tower or something and try that. And you will try that for months. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you, you can do it, yeah. but it takes a lot of freaking practice and it takes forever. Like, my daughter's gotten super good at it, but she plays with the thing and plays with the thing and plays with the thing. It's like, I pick it up and it's like, I make a few kind of gummy plastic strings and I'm like, yeah, okay, that was fun. I'm
1: done. (laughs) I can't get anything out of it. Same here. Same here, man. Same here.
4: So basically what I wanted to say is, um, you guys are poison mostly because you always mention all these cool things and I want to get all of them. So I finally got a 3d pen and, uh, thanks to Brett. I looked at a bunch of them on Amazon, and I actually found one for $20, same price as uh, the mono price deal, except it does everything. It does PLA, ABS. I even put PET G through it. Works perfectly fine. Wow. So, re- really good. And I put the, uh, the model number, it's uh, called 3D Stereo Drawing Pen, RP100B. And it's <laughs> on Amazon. Yeah, stereo, 3D and stereo. Like the Quadraphonic of the 60s. So this is just a clone of something that was actually like 40 or $50. And um, last week, or the week before last, Tom Salander, our buddy on YouTube, actually put uh, a little test video. He had his sister on and his dad, and they were testing out two different 3D pens. And um, this was one of them, or it looks like one of them, it, it's not actually one of them, but it has all the same features. It's got a uh, ceramic nozzle instead of a, a metal nozzle, which is kind of nice, so it's a little bit cooler. So you can actually you know, pick off the ooze that comes out of it when you're using it uh, pretty easily. Um, most of these notes are just for the uh, the website I've got some good things and some bad things. So, you know, this one's pretty easy to use, Um, you know, glues anything together with any of those materials. Um, It auto unloads, so you push the back button and it runs the motor like double fast in reverse. So just like you would yank your filament out of your normal printer so that you don't get the long stringy thing to clog it up the next time, it kind of automatically does that. Um, This one actually has a little variable speed slider on the side where your index finger is, so you can uh, change the speed as you're using it, which is really nice. Um, Let's see. I didn't really get it to jam. Um, It ran slow when I was running it for like 20 minutes, Um, and I think probably I had it going too fast for the temperature I had my filament at and um, it was very easy to unclog. I didn't have to take it apart. I just ran it backwards um, and uh, it basically unclogged it. I I put filament straight back in it and it started going again. So no real issues with clogging. Really the only bad thing I found is the cord is short. It's not a uh, rechargeable battery powered one. It's when you plug in the wall. So it's got a wall wart. It's 12 volts, two amps. And so you can't really power this with the USB cord unless you have some kind of 5-volt to 12-volt converter. And being the cord that is a normal standard 3-foot cord you get with any electronic thing, if you don't have a power strip or an extension cord, you know, desk height, you know, you're know, you going to be pretty short on the cord.
5: So what you're saying is you could easily adapt it to work in the car, though.
4: Yeah, actually, I was playing around with one of my little... 5-volt, 12-volt modules to see if I could get a, uh, you know, 3.7-volt LiPo battery to power the module so they could plug it into this thing. And that I wanted to see how long it would run with the two amps because the Walwort does get warm, so it, it's using most of its two amps, I would imagine. So, uh, you know, you don't want to underpower the thing.
0: Yeah, I could say I would like the idea of having a battery pack you just hold in your pocket or put on the same table. So you do have a cord going from it, but you're not as limited on how far you can go without, of course, pulling out extension cord or something else more complicated.
4: Yeah, and I do have in the notes here: don't use your, you know, two dollar lamp cord. You get Ace Hardware for an extension cord because the the thing does get warm. You want to use a, a real extension cord if you're going to do it that way, or an actual power strip to, you know, get it to where you want to use it.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And I do like the fact that it's variable speed. Uh, the fact that it unloads, uh, something tells me I'm going to not have that feature probably, and I'm going to miss it. Um, and the fact you can do the better or the different filaments as well, that's really, I'm going to say shocked for only 20 bucks.
4: Yeah. I looked at quite a few of them and you know, there's 70 and $80 and $200 and this does exactly the same thing.
0: Yeah. I think
3: I gave uh 50 for the one, my daughter's got. And, uh, it does the the reverse thing to unload, but it's just it's like two speeds, you know, fast and slow. Like the variable variable speed would be nice. Could probably actually do something halfway decent with it if if I could adjust it all. My thing is like I'd either move my hand too fast, so I was making a long skinny string, so then I speed up the extrusion, and then I just get a blob. <laughs> it was like nothing in between.
4: Yeah, I like the the speed adjustment on it. Um, the the temperature I think went up to two forty five. So up to 245 and then down to, you know, however low you want. Um, It's got that feature where when you press the forward button to extrude it, you can either press and hold it to continuously extrude, and when you let go of it, it stops. Or you can double-click it, and it'll turn it on to just be forward, and you can let go of it, and it'll go for a while, and then you can stop it manually by hitting the other button. Um, But it's pretty neat. You plug it in, and it's got a... uh, a um, little LCD readout that's very tiny, and it says PLA or ABS when you first plug it in, and you, you just pick which one and you wait a couple of seconds, and then um, it shows you the actual temperature it's going to, and it has little, um, I think it red and green LEDs um, that tell you when it's ready, and you can just click the button left and right to go up or down for temperature. So, I mean, the, the PLA, ABS thing is kind of a starting point, I guess. I, ultimately, you can just manually change the temperature to whatever number you want. That's
0: freaking awesome.
4: Yeah, I might have to
3: get one like that. Try, try so it sure again. Else. Yeah, cool. My daughter's really good at it. She makes all kinds of cool stuff with it. But uh, she's like decorated the light switches in her room and everything. I can't get her to do anything, though. Oh, that's cool.
4: <laughs> yeah, I printed a bunch of these little alien head keychains that I made. And um, I got a bunch of alien keychains that didn't print well. So I have got like 20 cast-offs that I don't want to use for anything. So I just glued them all together made a little basket picture on the the notes again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, i seen that picture. It was pretty cool. Um, It's kind of neat that you can um, combine your prints like that.
4: Yeah, it's an interesting way to, you know, take all your failed stuff, throw it in a box, and have something to do with it later.
1: Exactly. Kind of like
0: uh, Toy Story, kind of like Sid's room with all the toys shoving in themselves, making new toys. Uh, uh, only you can take your failed prints and you can put them together and make, you know, dishes, bowls, cups, containers.
4: You need something while you're waiting six hours for your, uh, trash can to print.
0: (laughs) Just ordered one.
3: I'll see how it goes.
0: Very cool. Very cool. And, uh, you also wanted to talk about, um, oh yeah, the wood, wood, uh, filament.
4: Yeah, I got wood filament. So I, I got some more stuff from, um, E three D online. This one is actually Color Fab brand. It's called Bamboo fill It's actually pretty neat. Um, it's a six hundred gram roll, so it's twenty nine pounds, which is like thirty five dollars for like half a spool of what normal filament would be. Um, but it's pretty neat. I printed a uh, one of my rockets. Um, it actually, comes out looking like uh, thread, and it's a PLA impregnated bamboo. And I have sanded a lot of bamboo. So it, when you smell it, it smells like bamboo, like you're sanding bamboo. Um, it smells a little bit more you know, when you're printing it and it's hot. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't off-gas. Like once it's printed, you've got to really put it up to your nose to actually smell it, that it's bamboo. But it still smells like bamboo. I know some of the reviews of the coffee filament, it only smells like coffee when you're printing it. It doesn't smell like coffee anymore once it's done. So that's kind of neat. So I was printing this. I think it between 200 and 210 for a PLA. That's pretty hot, um, but it printed really nice. Um, yeah, it's just like PLA, but has you know interesting feel and interesting look. It's got like a striated color along its length. You know, it's it's print length. So it really looks like a, a spool of thread, but the spool of thread in whatever shape you're printing.
0: Can you, can you do me a favor? Can you uh, share with? Uh of some of those pictures because i think that looks like a really good material um we we've we have seen some really bad colors being shipped as filament in the past and when i hear wood it's like "I i don't know i don't know looking at that print in this video i gotta say i think it looks like a really good color and now with the now i know i think i think i thought i thought that when you do print with materials like wood there are things you can do to show its woodiness i mean like to bring out the fact that it's wood have you done any like uh, temperature shifts or anything like that or any speed shifts in the printing to see what kind of things could happen
4: no i haven't tried that that uh, spreadsheet thing with the changing temperatures um being that i printed this pretty hot it looks almost identical to the roll so i don't think this one's going to change that much with different temperature whereas the the ZealTech email that went out with the you know, really super high temperature range of the uh, the wood filament they're selling, that one might actually do something like that. Whereas this one looks pretty stable as far as color.
1: So when you printed that, you printed it, pretty much a um, little hotter than normal PLA, but not overly hot. So it didn't look like it was burnt or anything. It didn't uh, change the color. Right.
4: I, I'm looking at it now a little closer. At the top... Where the top of the rocket, you know the the hot end is staying there more, so it would have heated up a little bit more. Um, it is a little bit darker, so I don't know what that temperature was for that that period of time, but um, it's pretty consistent until it gets very close to the top and then where it is in a very small area where the heads just start circling around itself within like half a centimeter um, it does look like a little bit darker at the end
1: and you said that was bamboo.
4: Right, it's bamboo impregnated, so it's, uh, I guess, bamboo sawdust, maybe is what they use.
1: And I don't know much about bamboo properties, but I know it's, it's is it softer than wood, or what's the, so maybe it doesn't burn or change color like wood does, I I, I guess I don't know.
3: Bamboo's a little bit harder than wood, and actually it changes color a lot more than wood, like... I don't know about in 3D printer filament, but like, if you make anything out of bamboo, you can actually like bake it in an oven and turn it like a dark brown, like, you know, where usually it's like a real light kind of tan color, and you can like kind of shade it to different temperatures, you know, with different temperatures. I know if you're just like, you know, doing woodworking and stuff with it. I've never printed with it though.
1: Yeah, I've never worked with bamboo, I I, I want to, you know, but I just didn't know if You know, it seems like it, by nature, it would be softer, but I guess you're saying it's harder and would change more color. Well, it depends on what
4: layer you're at Uh, in the bamboo. Yeah,
3: yeah.
4: yeah, The outer layer has a um, kind of a protective layer. Um, When I built my bike, I basically sanded off that top layer, but I had already heat-treated it. So you heat-treat it, and uh, it does get more dense because you're taking the water out of it. Um, and it supposedly anneals the sugars in it, so it makes it a little harder. And there's a few vert- you know, perpendicular pressure tests on it, and it's hard in the perpendicular direction, but it's somewhat soft in the horizontal direction. So I guess along the grain, it's weaker, just like any any wood. Um, but it, it does have kind of a hardness to it, um, but then it, it also has you know, it's fibrous, so it's basically, it's a grass, so it, uh, you know, has the fibrous strength in the long direction if you pull it apart, but if you're pressing on it perpendicularly to the grain, it's, um, you know, impact-resistant that way, I guess I could say.
1: Yeah, because I've seen where they make scaffolding out of it and stuff, you know, in Japan and stuff, they make actual scaffolding out of the stuff, so... I was just kind of wondering what yeah that's probably just dried
4: were. yeah that's that's probably just dried and you can tie them together and because they're vertically strong you can you can put a lot of weight on them you know longitudinally
3: I'm actually gonna be putting a bamboo floor in my house here in a few weeks it's supposed to hold up better than a hardwood floor
1: but is that bamboo or is it um, uh, engineered bamboo
3: uh, it's 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 uh, yeah. It's the slices all glued together. It's the engineered bamboo, but yeah, it's still you know the strength right, is still right, coming right. from the bamboo.
4: Yeah, that, yeah. That I'm that not, like, nice. Trying to flatten a bunch of <laughs> right. You're not making your own tatami mat. <laughs> you never know
1: with you. you <laughs> yeah, never know. you don't know. You yeah, that's true. Yeah, the whole house is tatami to mats. <laughs> you never know with you. You could have figured a way. I don't know.
3: Stick it in now the middle and is... face it off.
4: Yeah. The, that flooring material is pressed with, I don't know, thousands of pounds or hundreds of pounds. They really smash that stuff together and, you know, they get a real nice epoxy that, that you know. Yeah, they together. like
0: impregnate it with something.
4: Right, right. Okay.
0: Um, very good stuff here. Um, I definitely like it. Uh, I I like the idea of printing with different stuff. I'm going to tell you guys right now, I am going to take my printing in different things slow just cuz I have so much other stuff going on and it's the kind of thing I don't want to just do it I want to actually try to learn the nuances about doing it um very very cool I I love the idea of printing with bamboo though I will say that it, it just sounds
1: cool and and do you can if you want to test some of this stuff out you don't have to buy a full roll you know you can find on Amazon people are selling um you know 200 meters or whatever it it, you don't have to buy a full roll you can buy just a test chunk of it you know
3: a lot of companies will give you those little sample rolls if you write them and say i want to try this out
1: yeah tell them you got a podcast and you want to test some stuff do you know who i am do you know how far i've walked door but you you yeah we all know we all know we all know
5: and if you at home would like to join our filament exchange program Dora will give you a mailing address at some point.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah. And Liam, Liam, already had me e- educated on the uh, $5 roll of filaments that I, I still haven't taken advantage of. I keep telling myself I am. I tried oh, to go I over have... there and
4: it was out of uh, not production, but the site was down.
1: I have bought and I still have <laughs> a lot of those rolls. I mean, you can't, you, what problem with those is you can't do anything big with them. You know, you're stuck to, it's got to be smaller than, can't use as many meters or whatever that they sell, you know?
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Now, I wasn't sure, James, if this stuff at the bottom was actually stuff you added um, or if it was stuff from a previous episode. Uh, I hadn't touched the notes. Okay, then I think it's from a previous episode. PVA, PVA Mold Relief Wolf Bite. Yeah, that's from a couple weeks ago. Okay, um, well, I'll say this. The one thing I've learned tonight is, A, never, under any circumstance, ever mention Lord of the Rings to Chad. He'll walk right out. He doesn't like it at all.
1: I'm walking right now.
0: It's not good it's not it, it isn't pretty people um two if you guys want to join us all you got to do is let me know mail at com. if you want to mail me directly if you want to mail the show directly it's the makers at com. it's t-h-e-m-a-k-e-r-z at com. or you can just go to com, click on the contact us go through the little boobity boo contact us and bang you can be on the show you can you can send us emails there uh if you want to contact any of us you can also send us a voicemail at 7076 Podnut on your touch tone not rotary dial phone which if you have a rotary dial phone get in your time machine go to a different time you'll fit in better um i want to thank everyone for downloading thank everyone for subscribing thank everyone for the support and do not forget to support those who support you